Oh, what's good? Hi, Scott. What, you got a pep in your step this morning, man? <laughs> <laughs> Anything happen? No, it's just been a good weekend. Though. Just a good weekend? Yeah. Nothing to report, though? No, nah, nothing exciting. <laughs> <laughs> been a good weekend myself. Oh, excellent. Don't kiss and tell, gentlemen. No. <laughs> Not on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get up to um, over the last week? Just a bounce back, bro, from the illness. I definitely had some post-illness fucking lethargy, as <clears throat> tired as a motherfucker. Yeah. But my Dexy scoops ran out. I've got my new appointment next week, so I've been a little bit Dexy-less as well, which is a fucking bit of a drama. That's why I'm drinking Tropical Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor doesn't get up you for your um, weed prescription and the Dexys and shit? Again, gentleman doesn't tell his doctor that he has a weed prescription. Fair. With the new psych, I'll probably have to pass a piss test, which will be a bit of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But I've done it before. It's not too bad. All, the, all these things are legal. I just don't know if they're legal with each other. Look, if you're not operating in a grey area, mm. you're doing yourself a disservice. This is exactly right. The grey area is where I thrive. <laughs> it's eh? where I live, bro. It's your fucking surname. <laughs> like, it fucking makes sense to your whole life. Exactly. It's where I fucking live. Truly. Man, the fucking... Um, Dalai Lama, what are you doing? <laughs> He's wilding out, man. And everyone, when he got like, I want to say voted in, but I don't think that's how it happens when you become the, the Lama. Um, I think the previous Lama like spits on you from heaven or something. <laughs> that's it. You um, suck his tongue and you become the Lama. <laughs> <laughs> A Lama's known for spitting. Yeah, Lamas are spitters. <laughs> oh, oh, slight offshoot. Llamas are sick, though, man. Llamas are pretty sick. My friend Steve Jones once really wanted one as a pet, and we were going to put one in his backyard. And just when anyone happened to poke their head over the fence to see what the fuck was going on, they'd immediately be faced by like a giant llama just staring them in the eyes. They're pretty confrontational, though. Yeah, and I wanted one with like the puff on its head, you know, like the little black ones. Yeah, they're sick lookers. Do they scream as well, like the goats? <laughs> I don't think llamas are screamers. No. Unless you poke it in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Different story. Yeah. But yeah, Dalai Lama. Yeah, so what is the purpose of the Dalai Lama? What's his what's his I believe it's just like the Pope. He's kind of like a spiritual figurehead. What is it with fucking men of the cloth that just turns them into complete and utter fucking creepazoids? I think it's it's one of those things we will likely never experience because we will not ascend to that level of power. But it appears like when you get super, super powerful. Something flicks in you and you just want to do weird shit. Oh, I was just talking about people, like men who are into like religion and shit, i.e. priests. Yeah, but I mean, that is an ascension of power, right? They In their own way, They yeah. say, what is it, um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. So, like, the more power you have. It's like people that become um, cult leaders. Mm-hmm. They always start with this idea of like a, you know, like a commune and- Everyone's equal and stuff. And then by the end, they're fucking everyone. They're a direct line into God. Yeah, fully. And they start believing it. So, the Dalai Lama is um, a title given by the Tibetan people to the foremost spiritual leader of the Gilug or the Yellow Hat School of Tibetan Buddhism. So, you are correct. Us. The 14th and current Dalai Lama, Tenzin Gyatso, who lives in exile as a refugee in India. That's weird. She lives in India Hmm. as opposed to Tibet and he still rules from there. Well, isn't there an issue with Tibet and like China or something? China's like trying to claim Tibet as its own like they do. Probably. I mean, it is a region that has 
issues. I thought you were going to say it's like in line with China's fucking modus operandi. <laughs> Who knows what China's modus operandi is? They look pretty good at the moment. They look like they're doing good things. They How came- so? Because they're, they're the ones trying to broker the peace deal with um, Russia and Ukraine. Yeah, but to what end? Well, to Taiwan. an end. I think that they're looking at it going- Taiwan is the end, Scott. Because mm. if, if you have, Taiwan, if you have a, an alliance of the Soviets and the Chinese, they stand a chance against the West. 100%. So then if China then goes, stands over Taiwan, it's like you're ours now and the West postures up and then Russia stands up as well, it becomes a lot harder fight. Mm. It's a smart move by China. Absolutely. And it's like, it doesn't look like America's doing great. You know what I mean? <laughs> isn't it strange? We've seen this fall from grace, isn't it? haven't we? Oh, it's been, it's been a slow fall, but it's happening. Mm. And it's only going to get worse because they've got elections coming up. That's going to be a fucking calamity. It's I can just tell. Absolute shit show, for sure. What's the chance of Trump coming back? Pretty good. Fuck. <laughs> pretty fucking good. I guarantee it's pretty good. It just depends if they run him. Yeah. Because he says he's running. If he's even but he, eligible. But he needs to win the- uh, he'll be eligible. Well, well, I'm just mean if he gets in, like he's been indicted. So mm. if he gets tried and found guilty, I don't think you can then run if you've been federally like yes, convicted. But I don't think I think he'll beat it. I don't see him. If the glove don't him. fit, yeah, exactly. you must acquit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Johnny Cochran will be there. <laughs> I just have like this f- fucking scene playing in my head of. Um, Trump going into Johnny Cochran's office, like you know, in Seinfeld when they all go and see Johnny Cochran, Kramer. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to get interesting. But yeah, back to it. We had the uh, the Dalai Lama sucking a child's tongue. Yeah, well, and he was like, I don't oh, think that's... they did it though, did they? I didn't actually watch the video because it would be too creepy. But I saw like the start of it, and I think the boy was going to, and then. I think he asked him to. He definitely asked him to, yeah. Yeah, and then he was like- Stuck his tongue out. He was like, I'm just playing. Yeah. He's like, I like to tease kids and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like, who fucking knows? It's a weird flex. Probably not as creepy as we think it is. He's probably just like an old man missing, not hitting a joke very well. But he has said that then it came up and he'd said some weird shit, right? He's like, there'll be a female Dalai Lama if she's hot enough or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, yeah, it's potential that the, the Dalai Lama could be a female- but she'd have to be attractive. It just feels like anyone that's on a pedestal like that as well, everyone's just looking for a reason to take a fucking, to bring him down. What if he was like the most pious or whatever it is, like he was the most, uh, you know, a good, a general, genuinely good person. And he just had that. Like he just made a shitty joke and everyone's like, pedophile. <laughs> yeah, oh. but it's not like, it's not a, really a shitty joke. I think you have to be smart enough to understand that that's just not going to fly, right? Surely. Yeah. But then what, if you did understand that, why would you do it in a public setting? It is a weird, <laughs> it's a weird fucking thing. I think it's weird enough that everyone will just pass it off and be like, that's strange. Yeah. It'll just become part of like a joke that will last a little while. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they haven't been able to dig that much up on him. <laughs> he wasn't on Epstein's island. He doesn't have Facebook. There was a, uh, there was like a church on Epstein's island though, right? Like a, um, oh, yeah. yeah, the centerpiece was some sort of a, my brain's not working today. I don't have Dexies. What's it called? A, a chapel mm-hmm. in the middle. I saw Rogan in that world saying they wanted to buy it. Oh, right. Make it podcast island. 
<laughs> which would be hilarious. Would. I wonder if people will start visiting that. Like they've been you've seen people visiting Chernobyl. Yeah, they've been doing that for years and years. Yeah, and they've been getting fucked up. Like they're like, you guys are gonna die. Like not soon, but you're gonna die in like 25 years because there's still so much radiation there. And yeah. people are there just going, guys, it's fine. Like it's it looks pretty good where like from where I am, it's like you don't understand how radiation works, do you? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know the logistics. I always thought you had to like go through checkpoints and shit and go with t- tour guides when you went in there. I think it's pretty. You got to carry Geiger counters. And yeah, and shit. it's pretty open. Geiger counters sound so menacing, eh? Yeah, <laughs> click, click, like... click, 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 click. <laughs> Did you watch the show? Oh fuck yeah! That was brilliant. Exceptional, exceptional TV. Truly, I tried to convince a bunch of people to watch it, and they're my fucking less intellectual friends. They didn't. I just, I think it's a travesty. I hate it when you fucking tell someone, because I'm the worst for this. People tell me to watch something. I'm like, yeah, and I have no intention of doing it. Uh And then I'll watch it myself later on and I'll be like, this is mine now. (laughs) 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 Like, ah, shit, I'm a dickhead. (laughs) And then you don't want to fucking talk about it because you're like, I know someone told me to watch this. Yeah. There's certain things that I just have never watched though. Like I've never seen Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> and I think after a while of not seeing Lord of the Rings, like you miss the first one and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I'll get to it. And then people get so into it and you're like, nah, I'm just going to put myself on the other side of this. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's like it is a piece of cinema that is not, I don't want to say historic, but it's it's significant in what it achieved at the, at the time. So to to simply disregard it because it's like, Oh well, you know, for some. Well, it doesn't reason. know, but it, it's it's. I disregard it because it doesn't interest me, and I'm not like. You've never seen it. Yeah, I know. So it doesn't interest me enough to watch. <laughs> I'm not like making a huge stand on it. I'm just like, eh, I've come this far. So it's like it's yeah. good. Yeah, it can fucking exist without me. I, I kind of know bits and pieces of it. I went on the tour. Did I tell you that? No, in New Zealand. Yeah, I broke my fucking arm snowboarding yeah. in New Zealand, so I couldn't snowboard, and I was like, what am I going to do? I was still there for four days. So I went on some adventure tours. It was shit house. It was like nothing I could do. I literally separated shoulder on my right and a fucking broken wrist on mm. the left. And I was like sitting on a fucking bus going out to Hogwarts or whatever. What's it fucking called? <laughs> <laughs> Hogwarts. Hobbiton. Hogwarts. No, Hobbiton, I Hob- believe is what they call the Hobbit world. Hobbiton. Yeah. Was, that's where I was staying in London. Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, but I went out there and everyone was everyone was like psyched that was on the yeah. bus tour. And I was like by myself, just going, this is fine. It looks nice still. But we found some sort of, there was some chair that I think like a Hobbit King sits on in the movie or some shit. It was like a wooden chair. Right. And, and everyone was looking at it. I was like. See, there's those people that get really into that shit. Like fucking Harry Potter's the same way. It tends to be these magic fucking based things that people get really fucking into, the like the lore around it. I don't give a fuck. Like I watched the movie and I thought the movie was great, but that's where my interest ends. Yeah. I don't want to know the fucking characters' backstories. I don't care. So they have language and stuff? Like do Yeah, they have- there's like elves and shit in it. But it's it's not like they don't speak I don't think they speak it. I think it's just like they just normal people. The closest I got into that was the game, game of Thrones. Yeah. I didn't want to watch Game of Thrones. It's essentially Game of Thrones with magic. Game of Thrones has magic. What about the, oh, the does, dark, does the red, oh, yeah, the yeah, red yeah, woman yeah, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. She's- yeah, it's just it's fucking Game of Thrones. Then. You know what's fucked? Did that red woman in, was it the red witch or whatever? Yeah, I think was? so, yeah. She, um, she had that ability to turn into like a fucking dusty like figure and stab mm-hmm. people in the heart. 
Surely just do, do more that, of that all the time. Yeah, do more of that. You are unstoppable. I think you have to assume that in that situation, it's like maybe it, she's got like a recharge counter, like she does it once and then can't do it again for like another 14 years. Yeah, they never explain that, eh? No. And then something happened and she got real old, remember? Yeah. She was hot before that too. I know. Red was hot as. So you just can't trust women, man. Especially red ones. They might be fucking Witches. really old. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned from that show. Yeah, yeah. That was your takeaway. I've never seen Matrix either. I put it on. Tried, like, I've tried to watch Matrix, but I've, I don't think I've given it the attention that the Matrix deserves. Mm. So, I was like cleaning my house. I was like, I'll put the Matrix on. And then I kept glancing at it. And I was like, oh, I got no idea what the fuck is going on here. That's when you kind of have to sit down and yeah, like, for, for watch. Sure. <laughs> but science fiction doesn't really... It's, ne- it's never been a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Even like the universes, you know, like Marvel Universe and all that sort of yeah. shit, like superheroes. And that's why Game of Thrones was just out of character. Star you, Wars as you well. You swept up in it, didn't you, Scott? I got very swept up in I was sending fucking ravens. <laughs> <laughs> I was picking my alliances. I was like, me and you used to watch that together. Yeah. I used to come around and watch that shit. That was pretty romantic. Back in that old house you had in East Perth. Oh, fuck Yeah. Jesus Christ, that was a long time ago. Yeah, Game of Thrones spanned like multiple long-term girlfriends for me. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's so how long that show went on for. The only consistent thing in your life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's why I haven't watched the new one because I'm like, fuck that. I'm not getting involved. How's I was just trying to find topics to talk about. We didn't, this is like the seventh fucking solo podcast we've done in a row. Yeah, we do really need a guest. I'm starting to get sick and tired of you. We have Liz there, for yeah, Thursday, Liz. so that's all booked in. Sick. There was a funny thing that I saw. You see, like, the controversy around, like, Bud Light at the moment. I feel like people are doing that stuff now just to, like, it's like a guaranteed clicker. True. Where it's like, hey, there's a trans thing. Everyone pick a fucking team. It's like, (laughs) isn't the whole point that we just accept trans people as being normal and we're just like, is it a big thing? Can it ever just be normal? Or does it all have to be contentious all the time? Because it looked contentious with the Bud Light thing. They're like, I ain't drinking Bud Light no more. Yeah, it'd kind of be like Dickies having Jeffree Star as their mascot. Yeah, it is a weird one. This is the thing. Do you reckon people really cared? Or do you reckon that there was just kind of selective I think 5% of people that drank Bud Light probably cared about it. And they were the rednecks and they're probably the most vocal. How are rednecks the most vocal though? They don't don't strike me as being people on the internet, like people super internet savvy. If there's one thing they're fucking serious about, Scott, it's fucking Bud Light, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever drank Bud Light? I think I've maybe had it twice. I might have had one once by accident. I think Pabst Blue Ribbon is my favourite Bogan American Uh, beer. PBR. Only because it used to be a dollar. I I like that beer. Uh, And I know it tastes like shit. I just like it. I like the branding. Mm. And uh, Red Stripe is the other one that's shitty, but I like also. Yeah, Red Stripe is pretty good. How's everyone in, you know, in the US like thinks that we drink Foster's still? Do they really? Yeah, it's like a full thing. And in like Hong Kong and stuff. They also think we do shoeys and they think we ride kangaroos. So that's We not- do. I think shoeys is definitely one that <clears throat> we're not helping ourselves with the fucking, the branding on that one. No. All our stars just jumping in with the shoeys. Come on, guys. Should probably stop. <laughs> I saw a homeless man walking down the street with no pants on just now. What? Around here? Cock out. Wow, you, you see some wild shit, eh? Whereabouts was it? Um, outside the CPP, just by that um, place we had dinner at the other night. Wow, that's like very central. There was people walking around, man. Dick out. Saw a dick. Didn't not, want to. Yeah. 
you just kind of look away and then you're like, did I see it? Worst thing is I'm carrying – it's probably the – it's not the worst thing. It's probably the right thing to have done. But I've started carrying that little like sh- uh, crossbody bag so I can carry my camera around with me. I had it on me. You weren't ready to shoot. I chose not to. <laughs> and I think that was the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> if there's – yeah, will you be mad at that when you're just like – imagine if his self-awareness just kicked in when you photograph him. He's just like, what? <laughs> I do. It's public domain now. You're just walking around with that shit out. Exactly. Imagine having that, like, just having to let go of societal norms to that level where you're just like, pants optional. <laughs> and he put his shirt on first, obviously, in his attire. Oh, he had pants. But they were around his ankles. That's nuts. It was nuts. I've seen them. <laughs> You've seen them. Because generally, I mean, even in any, in any circumstance, a dude wearing a shirt with no pants is just not a vibe. <laughs> Girl, shirt, no pants. You're like, that's hot. Like, walk around the house, you know, fucking Dude comes breakfast. to the door with some slippers on and just an oversized T-shirt and he's like sticking out. <laughs> it is the opposite, eh? Because dudes, you definitely like, I, was, I will cruise around just in pants. Yeah, you go. Like, all yeah. the time, like my home attire. Yeah. I don't think that there's a man on earth that's going to look good just a shirt. It's just wrong on every level. I don't even allow that to happen. Like, pants go on first. Absolutely. Every time, pants go on first. Absolutely. Yeah, same here. Socks before pants or pa- or socks after pants? You need to have the pants ready because walking around in socks and jocks is also awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your just pants are always ready. <laughs> Slide across yeah. the- <laughs> He was wearing a shirt and no pants. Yeah, true. Yeah, jocks. No, nah, it depends on the pant. Like suit pants and shit, socks first. Yeah, I don't wear suit pants. I'm like, that's that's like a, a wedding thing. Yeah, me. I'm kind of jealous. Yeah. I don't have that. I think I've always been a little bit jealous of people that wear suits. Because you, you suit up quite well and I see you quite well dressed. Whereas most of the people in the city are fucking not looking their best. They look like, you know when you see private school kids and they're just kind of like wearing, wearing it yeah. with some sort of- Disdain. Disdain, yeah. And they're just <laughs> cruising around. It's like that's- Definitely what I see in yeah. the city. I just see dudes vaping. Yeah. In horrible places on the street. Like, surely it's it's vaping, so you could just go stand out anywhere. There's plenty of nice places to stand. But people standing like Peace Alleyway across the road from here. It goes down to Queen Street around the syringes and just be smoking a vape there. It's like, dude, what are you doing? Mm. Go to the fucking bathroom like a normal person. Exactly. Or blow it in your shirt. Blow it in your fucking shirt. <laughs> Figure like a, it out. A fucking real person. We've been doing this for years, guys. <laughs> I bought some more of those um, little nicotine things, pouches. Oh, yeah. Snooze. I'm try- yeah, I'm trying to get off this motherfucker. But I just find myself with them in and smoking this oh, at Jesus the same time. I'm like, God. I'm just making myself more addicted to nicotine. I have... Um- I read recently that those snooze pouches are gaining massive traction in the Premier League and um, other footballing leagues. Yeah. Because the young kids obviously can't vape, be vaping and being sportsmen. Some of them are playing with them in their mouths. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, nicotine is a, it's a beneficial thing. For it can like be for sure. Yeah, yeah, Cognitive yeah. function and fighting like depression and shit like that. Apparently helps you. It's apparently good for f- Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the delivery method- <laughs> They're pretty good. They kind of have this aniseed taste to them. But these are the only ones that I've found that don't make me feel like fucking vomiting. <clears throat> yeah, they usually make me feel sick. Yeah. You want to try? 
Oh, for the podcast, why not? I've had them plenty before, but again, they always make me feel kind of nauseous. But great, just between your like lip and your uh, gum, yeah. eh? You just got there. And these are only like light ones, so these are four milligrams. I'm just trying to figure out exactly how long you meant to keep them in there for. Ever. Yeah, because they definitely, they kind of seep away. But they do give you the nicotine. But I think I'm just not used to the hits in the same way. Like I'm, I'm kind of used to this as like a delivery system. So I know how much of that to have for some reason. Yeah. But whereas with this, I'm like, Ugh, do I? I know how much of it to have. All of it, all <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> as much as possible until it runs out. <laughs> or if you're doing okay with the cash, you, uh, as soon as they start to lose their pep. Mm-hmm. A little bit, you're like, oh, I'll grab another one. <laughs> and then when you broke again, you just search around your house and like sucking on diff- all the different finished. ones. <laughs> Feels like an attack on like modern masculinity in some way. Hmm. Whereas like it used to be cool to smoke cigarettes. And then now for nicotine, like I'm walking around with a pink thing that has an Ed Hardy-esque aesthetic, you know, to, it, aesthetic yeah. to it. And I'm blowing out like peach bubblegum. Yeah, <laughs> fruity fucking smoke, like some sort of a fairy. It's like, man, can smoking not be cool anymore? God damn it. When we used to get those jewel pods, we used to get like the classic tobacco flavor. Yeah. And, you know, they were small, thin, black, incognito. Yeah, they banned those. Hmm. They banned them in America. But now, yeah, these things are fucking everywhere. I mean, they've got a little bit more sort of cool looking now, I suppose. Hmm. Like low key, but there's nothing. I don't know. Even when before you'd smoke cigarettes and people were like, it stinks or it's disgusting or whatever, but they couldn't deny that it was a little bit cool. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just like, I don't know, it's like, oh, vape guy. Yeah. But kind of, it, it's kind of easier now because everyone smokes a vape, like almost everyone. And even if they don't, they'll be like, hey, let us hit your vape. Mm-hmm. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not sharing such things with you. <laughs> All the things that used to be cool are now super lame. Did you know, I found out this morning, I, f- I saw this thing the other day and they were saying, what the fuck happened to Siamese twins? Have you heard of Siamese twins in the last 15 years? Or was it just something that was, it's, if I felt like in the 90s, like Siamese twins were a thing, like you would hear about them and shit. And now I haven't heard of a new set of Siamese twins. And then I was like, well, what the fuck does Siamese mean? Is it a region? I know that's where Siam was. Yeah, which is Thailand. Correct. Now, so while I was Googling it, the first thing that comes up is like, is the term Siamese offensive? And it was like, yes. Really? So they've been rebranded as congealed twins. Ah. However, the, um, where Siamese twins came from was these two brothers that were born congealed twins and they were from Siam. Gotcha. And, um, and they ended up going on the road and like being in like kind of freak showy sort oh, yeah. of things. But got pretty popular, made a bunch of money, married two sisters. They were separate entities. Mm -hmm. 21 kids between them. Fuck. 21 kids. It was in the early 1800s. And one of them became an alcoholic and the other one didn't drink. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently the effects of the alcohol didn't affect the other one. Wow. Yeah. But the other one, but one of them died. (laughs) And then the other one was like, well- Five hours later, he fucking died as well. Oh, Jesus. For five hours with like, you'd be like, bro, come on. Yeah, having your dead brother mm. attached to your head, fucking shoulder. Pretty hectic though. I'd really like to know the 
the two sisters thing. Like, does one just close their eyes or how does that work? You just put a sheet over one of them or something? <laughs> yeah. I just assumed every encounter would be a threesome. <laughs> well, they would be by definition <laughs> anyway. Literally, right? yeah. Maybe they just know how to separate them now. They do, yeah. So it doesn't really happen anymore. Maybe, yeah. Because I remember seeing though. those ones that were connected to the head. There's, I think there's a tricky ones when they're like, they share a heart and stuff. Mm. I think maybe they, they have to stay together. Was the term Siamese cats offensive then? Well, no, because they were originally from Siam. True. And these people just happened to be from Siam. Yes. So it wasn't just people that came from there. Yeah. I think that's the demarcation. You can understand why Thailand would be like, yo, chill on that. Well, they're people not fucking Thai twins. A lot of people would know that Siam used to be called- Well, well I didn't until I Googled this morning. <laughs> there was some racist shit in the old uh, like Disney movies with this the fucking, I am Siamese, if you please. Yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah. But they were cats. Yeah, but they, they were wearing like fucking Chinese hats and shit. No and, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fine, wasn't it? It was like, yeah, there's no problem with that at all. There is a lot of racism in uh, old Disney shit. Yeah, yeah, they didn't like the Jews very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. It's pretty hardcore, man. And then Disney now. I think Disney's the biggest landowner in America. Yeah, right. So Either that or McDonald's. I think it's Disney. They Apparently they own like so much weird areas of land. Well, you know about the McDonald's story, hey? Yeah, yeah. the founder. Yeah, every single piece of land that a McDonald's is on is owned. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like with time zone here as well. Did you know that? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's how time zone's still around because they own the property that of every time zone that's been on it. Well, what about like um, Inaloo? You know, like Greater Union is, there's a time mm. zone in there. They surely wouldn't own that whole complex. Yeah, maybe it was just the early ones. Yeah. But like the ones, the one in the city and yeah, the ones okay. like that. Free Owen shit. Yeah. You know what I have noticed is everything is just getting so fucking expensive here. Hmm. I feel like they've just put the price of food up. By 20% and just like gradually and no one's really noticed. You know, it's funny you say that because I don't, I, this may come across as um, fucking like cocky or whatever. It's not meant to be. It's just, I did, when you go to the shops, I don't look at prices. Yeah. I'm not there going, oh, home brand because it's fucking 20% cheaper. I don't, I don't care. I don't buy enough for it to really make a difference. So I just buy shit. But I've noticed lately when I go through the checkout, I'll put through a few things and she'll be like, oh, $39. And I'll be like, fucking, I bought like a bacon and egg roll, some fruit and a few bananas and it's fucking nearly 40 bucks. Like, That's what it. I think the they fuck? figured out because everyone's pay passing on their phone. They're just like, oh, we'll just bump it up a bit. Because mm. I noticed because I get my shit delivered now, like my groceries and stuff. And it's just for me. It's always over 200 bucks wow. for a week. And I'm like, fucking hell. Wow. And then like I hung out with a friend last night and got delivery food. And it was Thai and it was literally like two mains and some spring rolls. And it was $82. Jeez. And I was like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> breakfast this morning was like 65 bucks. And you're like, the fuck did this happen? Like literally just to sit down and have a, like a coffee and a normal breakfast at fucking Satchmo or whatever it's called. It was like 60 bucks. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? Satchmo is pretty good though, I must say. It is. It's great. Mm. But is it 60 bucks, Greg? No, no. I think I only noticed because I was in Bali and everything was like 12 bucks. Yeah. But surely it's just not been like that forever, right? Because I was the same as you and I think our whole generation did it where we were like not really keeping an eye on that shit. It was like, it's fine. We're making like reasonable money. Just I'll have breakfast. I'll get food delivered. I'll do whatever. 
But now it's like, what the fuck? Like I if think- you shop at IGA, like if you go, oh, I'm going to have dinner tonight and I just need to pop into IGA to buy like meat, veggies and rice or whatever it is, that's 50 bucks guaranteed. Mm. It's like, what the fuck? It's literally cheaper to get some delivered shit. Yeah. We seem to be the as-a-service kind of generation, like food as a service, delivery as a service, fucking everything as a service. So well, the other thing is like you, when they got rid of people, when, when they got rid of like checkout assistants and shit, we used to go through and someone would scan your stuff and put it in bags. The saving in prices never got passed down to consumer, right? Like everything kept going up. It's because we were putting three fucking- $17 artisanal loafs as fucking lemons. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> so the money I do like doing that. I do like a bit of theft, though. Yeah, but then they put the fucking door bitch on the door, you know? You got to fucking get around her. Dude, that's just the, that's just the second level boss. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I steal all the time. Not enough to like, not enough to move the needle, mm. but I like to steal something. If I do do <laughs> grocery shopping- and I try and I try and steal big items, not expensive items, but big ones, like cat, kitty litter. So it's like a game for you. Yeah, I like to I like to try and get the kitty litter because you've got the trolley, and the kitty litter's big, so you don't put it with the rest of the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Then you're like, I can definitely pass this off as being a mistake, and like I've just spent two hundred bucks anyway, so my fourteen dollar kitty litter is not, you know, it's not like I'm scrimping, and I I have been caught. You have been caught, but and then I'm you like, just played off. Oh, gee, sorry, I forgot. I was like, Fuck, you think I'm trying to do this? Yeah, IKEA as well. IKEA is a good one. They're too busy. Mm. Get yourself some knives and forks on top of your four hundred dollar fucking cabinet that you bought. <laughs> and you're just like, guys, who's got the mental capacity to scan everything? Not me. Never been caught there. But yeah, just a little thing every now and then. Jam, some jam. Jam <laughs> tastes so much sweeter when it's free. <laughs> I speak to people about this as well, and people listening are going to be like, yeah, everyone steals. Everyone steals just a little bit. 100%. If you're on the Patreon and you're listening to this and you pinch shit from the shops, post up what you pinch. Let I me think, know. yeah, the thing is you need to keep it under control because it can get out of control. You, you go from Scott to Winona Ryder exactly, real fast. Exactly. But if you were super rich, what do you do? If I was super rich, I'd be stealing everything. Yeah. It's because like Hunger Games, you know, you want that fucking, you want that jolt. Well, I feel like if you make it into a game where it's like, all right, you guys are charging, you're overcharging for this shit. So now it's an equal playing field. It's like I've got a, level a faceless game, a corporation. Mm. It's like if I steal two tomatoes, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just like leveling the playing field. If I steal two tomatoes and then give them to someone that can't afford tomatoes on the other end, Robin Hood. It's hard to argue Suddenly that. Suddenly you're a hero. It's hard to argue that. Kevin Costner. Taking from those who have, giving to those who have not. Imagine someone just being like, dude, I don't need a fucking tomato. Please. It's like when you see homeless, <laughs> homeless dudes and they're like, yo, have you got any change? You're like, dude, no one has change anymore. I'm like, do you want- I have you know seven what? Every time I, I buy things for homeless people out here all the time. Mm. If I'm going into like the vape store or something, they're always sitting there going, yo, can I have some cash? I'm like, no, nah, but do you want a drink? Across the board, and this is no fucking lie, coffee chill. Yep. I understand that. Who the fuck? I just can't. Like, if I drank a coffee chill, if you're a homeless person and you don't have access to a fucking toilet, like, comfortably in the middle of the city. I don't think that's coming to their their, uh, thought process. Yeah, but you drink a chalk milk in the middle of the day when you're probably on drugs. This is why. This is why I think this happens. 
think about how many times you've seen homeless drug addict dude walking around with two liters of milk. Right, I reckon two liters of milk costs you like two bucks. Maybe coffee chills like four, four fifty, and it's only little. That's a luxury. You're getting the milk, but you're also getting the coffee. So the reason they drink milk is because it's full of fucking good stuff, you know, for the body, and they can get it down. That's why they're all drinking milk. Is milk good for you though? I don't know. <laughs> and are people that are homeless thinking about that? Yeah. Well, look, it's it's. Something I've spoken to someone about before. We've had this discussion and someone did tell me why they all drink milk. And there's a there's a good reason for it. And I just think that the reason they ask for coffee chills is because it is the it's the Gucci of the milk game, you know what I mean? I just can't think of anything worse to drink on the side of the road than milk. It just seems fucking horrible. It's like Anchorman, you know, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> milk is always a bad choice. If I drank milk now, I'd be out of action for like two days. <laughs> like I have lactose intolerance to myself. True. Over the years. I probably do have a calcium deficiency. <laughs> Anecdotal evidence suggests that some tweakers often drink milk because they believe it will reduce the acidity of the hydrochloride in the drug. Methamphetamine hydrochloride is the hydrochloride salt form of methamphetamine. Other believe that it will hasten the elimination of the drug and its metabolites from its system. Look, there's no real... Um, so it kind of gets you over the hangover of drugs? Yes, yes. That's interesting. If I ever decide to do heroin, I'll be sure to have some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Strong bones. Chunkies are pretty resilient. They don't die, so... No maybe shit. They're, maybe they're on the fucking right track with it. Get on that heroin diet. Kick your body into shape. I wonder how good heroin actually is, like the feeling of it. I'm going to go with extremely good, considering what we see happen to people that have it. Yeah, I think it's it makes for an easy life as well because you'd just be like, you know, we get up in the morning, it's like, oh, what I got to do today? I got bills to pay, I got fucking projects to get out. I've got, you know, got to call my mom. I got to do this, got to do that. If you're a heroin addict, you like wake up in the morning, you're like, I need to get some heroin. Mm. And it's a singular mission. Mm -hmm. And then you do that, you get it, and then you like just kind of sleep, not off for a while. And then you wake up feeling like shit and you're like, Need some round chalk two. milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need heroin and chalk milk. <laughs> it would be a horrible affliction to have by all means, but it would also be, it would make for a simpler life. Certainly would. Certainly would. Oh, I'm flat on this today. Yeah, look, we can't be expected to be fucking hilarious all the time. This is true. I don't know what's been up with me lately. I've just been feeling really flat. I think I've been getting terrible sleep. And, and you like started stress. smoking weed. You weren't smoking weed much, right? And then you started smoking again. Mm, nah. I've been pretty consistent with it. Yeah? Yeah. But I just think, yeah, stress with, with the work situation and just life in general, you know, no sleep. Changing of the seasons. Getting tattooed as well. Puts a lot of trauma on the body. It does. How's that going? Really good. I reckon I've got one more session left. It'll be all day. I like six hours, but. How many hours in total has it been? I roughly counted the other day. I kind of forgot, but I think it'll probably be around 30, 35. That's a lot of fucking trauma to the body, eh? Yeah. yeah. How are you with it? Are you good? Like after the first session when you're like, all right, cool, I'm back in there? Nah. Nah, every session sucks, but I've been- um, are you chatting to the dude as you go? I've been experimenting with pain medication while mm -hmm. doing it. So 
I'm not going to outline what I took because I didn't get prescribed it, but um, tried one thing, that worked okay, tried another thing, that worked better, and then I did not the session gone, the one before, I did just stone cold sober with nothing. As soon as the needle touched my skin, I was like, this sucks, all the way until the moment the needle didn't touch, and every time that needle touched me, it was, this fucking sucks, and I hate it, and I don't want to be here. And it got to the point where like we had half an hour in the session left, and I was like... Almost involuntarily, I turned over to Rory and I was like, how are we going, man? <laughs> like, I knew how long we've got. What did I expect him to say? You know, do you want to stop? And he, he did. He's like, man, it's your show. We can call it whatever you want. I'm like, keep fucking going. Oh, dude. And then last time I went. It's exhausting as well, eh? Because you're holding, you're constantly like tensing and yeah. releasing. And Last time I went, um, I dosed myself up again a little bit and uh, it still sucks. As soon as it hits you. You're like, okay, this sucks, but then it kind of spikes and then drops off. So you're kind of going like this instead of like, eh, and far more easier to deal with. Like you're able to just mentally put it aside and just move forward. So I've just been like watching podcasts or watching Twitch or sometimes I'll turn it off and talk shit with Rory or, you just know. headphones on. Yeah, just the headphones are always in, but sometimes I'll just be talking, watching, talking, watching, whatever. Sometimes you don't want to talk because you're like trying to like, concentrate on not fucking thinking about it too much and talking can sometimes drag you out of that but it could definitely i think if you're listening to like a podcast you could really hatefully listen to it like if you were listening to Schultz and that you'd be like i hate oh gosh so much (laughs) he's responsible for the pain that is being inflicted on me now yeah it's gone i can't even listen to it anymore no it fucking grinds me so much Exactly right. I haven't listened to one in a long, long time. I wonder if people listen to this and they're just like, I wish Scott would shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Scott should shut the fuck up, can you please write in? <laughs> I wonder what our division is. Well, who's team Josh? Who's yeah. team Scott? <laughs> Throw it in the comments, people. <laughs> you never fucking know. You never know how people are feeling. I'm tipping a landslide victory for myself. Of course you are. It's because you are an ego. (laughs) (laughs) An egotistical maniac. (laughs) So you got your car back. That's cool. Back on the fucking road again. So you've still got the scooter? never motherfucking left. Yeah, yeah. The scooter just lives in the car bay now. You're planning on selling it? Um, I don't think- I think I let the rego lapse on it. When I got it. What a surprise. Yeah, well, it just like, it, it only had a few weeks on it and then I did the transfer papers mm. and stuff. So, I've got to check and see if that's, I mean, it's just another dangerous thing of riding a moped, I suppose. You're just like, well, I'm going to probably die on it anyway, so why register it? The good thing is you'll get your money back straight away if you ever wanted to sell it. Yeah, yeah. I think I paid 500 bucks yeah. for it and you'll, I bought a new battery. You'll probably be able to make money. Make it, put it up for 1000 bucks. you'll get it. Yeah, I'll probably just keep it there for- whatever reason. Breaking case of emergency. Yeah, I'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's nice having the car back. I don't know how much it cost yet. We haven't got the bill, but the uh, I'm back on the road. Shout out to our dear friend Cade Bell at Racing Dynamics up in Malaga for all of your European car needs. Yeah, and if you are fully rich, then go and see him because I went in there to pick up my car and my car was by far the cheapest car in there. <laughs> there was a fucking Ferrari that yeah. I was- looking at and it was sick and then there was one that was kind of in pieces that had something over it and i was like what's that and he's like e30 bmw it was so nice like for proper frank ocean one that e30 um has an e46 m3 yeah. engine in it so straight six with a massive turbo but it's been there for fucking years Hian's never gonna hear this podcast but i know Hian, lovely guy and uh he should fucking finish it or sell it to me really cheap i'll finish it yeah, I've got to decide what I'm going to do when I sell mine. 
Don't know what I'm going to buy yet. I saw yours sitting there. Collecting dust. <laughs> yeah. Good news is apparently the control module is in the country. So Cade paid the standard input duties on it the other day. So it should be at the warehouse or workshop maybe this week. It is a nice looking car. It is. It's like, goddamn. It must hurt that you're paying repayments on that. You just haven't driven it in months. Since January. Fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, mine was in there since December and it was just yeah. like- it was crazy. And I drove the other day, like I borrowed Johnny's car and, and drove and that was the only time I'd driven this year. Yeah. Up until I got it back, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. crazy. Even being in the car now is just weird. Yeah. Because I just literally haven't driven for five months. The cool thing is that when I get that car back, it's going to it's be like having it for the first time again. Yeah. You're going to take it on the photo raceway again? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's going to fucking, it's going to be coming into winter. Get those seat heaters cranking. Oh, yeah. That car is just like a giant, beautiful lounge chair, like a Chesterfield that's just perfectly broken in. You just sit in it and you just feel like it's a big hug, but it also has 800 horsepower. So that's it's really great. We're going to do ad reads, which will be pretty fun, actually. I'm quite looking forward to doing that. <laughs> Real ones this Real time. Real ones, yeah. <laughs> that, that Audi thing really flew under the radar. Right? Did, I don't uh, think a lot of people really picked up on what that was. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I have plans to do one for iInet as well, and I just never fucking got my shit together. I don't even know what episodes it in. it's in, but you can have fun trying to go back through the back catalogue and find that. That was pretty funny. I know it was an episode where we had extreme lighting on us, and we were just like <laughs> getting that shit sorted, but it's come a long way. It's come a long way over time. Yeah. But yeah, guests coming up. We got a, If anyone wants to put forward any guest requests, let us know who you want to fucking hear us talk to. Yeah, it would be good to talk to some people again. Yeah, definitely. It is good that we can hold it down in the way that we have, but at the Very same time, true. it's like, it is good the other way. It's the first week that I've not really had notes on things to talk about. I got a third interview for my job on Monday. Yeah. Mm. Is that that's kind of the the handshake interview? Pretty much, yeah. From what I'm told, it should be just be a box ticking exercise. Back to the grindstone. Retirement has been quite lovely. Mm. I thought about it yesterday. I've worked a grand total of four weeks since December 5th. That's pretty good. It's great. It is weird though, right? Like when you have so much spare time, you don't really do anything with it. I've done nothing. Yeah, you need some form of purpose. It's fucking hard. It's weird. I get up and I have like three coffees and then I have some lunch and then before I know it's four o'clock. I'm like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah, you need to build yourself a routine. Otherwise, you just kind of exist. Yeah. And it's pretty easy to just straight exist for a while. True. And because I've been getting tattooed, like I would love to be going down training, you know, and Mm. just go do two a days, you know, go do a lunch sesh or a morning sesh, but- can't. I've had to drag myself back into the gym. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, because I hurt my shoulder the other week and then I had like a week off. And then yesterday I was just like absolutely knackered. And I know if I'm feeling like shit, just not doing anything, it's like the only thing that matters is go and do some form of exercise. You'll feel better for it. You fucking drag yourself there. Eh? But then I always have a good workout when I'm, when I'm feeling like that. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, yeah, let's go. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm like, oh, I can't be fucked when I'm there. <laughs> so, yeah, it works either way. I think I might go on another program, eh? Because that program I was on was really good. And I've definitely, I've got all the knowledge of what to do. I've got the workouts and stuff. But I'm just not as motivated as I was before when I was, like, accountable to someone. Yeah. So, I think it might be something that I put back in the frame and do it now and get 
fucking rape day. If you just need me to send you weekly like voice notes going, Oi, Scott, you, you fat bitch. Get well, back the in guy the that fucking- I was with before, he would always be like, Great, mate. We're fucking looking really good. You're fucking smashing it. <laughs> this English guy. Every time. And I was like, cool, man. Thank you. Like sending him photos of me fucking half naked. Just like constantly blurring my face out, putting like emoji emojis on there. He was like, I want to feature you on the Instagram. I was like, you do that and I will fucking track you down and <laughs> murder you, bro. So that's not a good fucking move. Get the fuck out of here with that. But it does work as a motivating factor. Yeah, I could imagine. I think I'm still, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good on the diet and stuff still, mm. but unless you're militant on it, it's pretty fucking hard. The problem is you hit a point where you're like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with this. And they're like, do you, you have the ability to be this and that? It's like, I don't care enough. It's like, I'm not a fat loser. So that's good enough for me. That's like kind of where I'm aiming. <laughs> the jujitsu thing's great for that. Cause I can confidently eat whatever the fuck I want. And as long as I don't eat like fucking a tub of ice cream every three days i stay yeah because you're burning enough calories yeah. off just by doing yeah it. whereas if i went to the gym and just lifted weights no, i reckon i'd, I'd have to be counting fucking macros yeah i mean it's just it's pretty straightforward as long as you're doing i think if you burn like 300 calories a day on top of your normal shit mm-hmm. so like at the moment i'll just get on the treadmill and do 300 and then i'm done yeah as long as you're not eating shit you're pretty good but I got a train for that um, city to surf thing, which is coming up. So that's, I thought it was 15Ks, but it's only 12. So I got to start doing that because I think that's the end of next month. Mm. And I have not run at all. Speaking oh, of man. running, how's our friend Nick Brady? Brady? Yeah. Fucking hell, man. 40 kilometers a day for 40 days for his 40th birthday. That's fucking insane. He's trying to raise 40 grand. We what should a give psycho. him a. We should do a donation into that because mm. it's it's not sitting super high at the moment. But what a fucking psycho. That's mental. And in fairness, like I love Nick, but like how doable is that? I mean, it's doable. It's a marathon. <sighs> is it? It's a marathon every fucking day, dude. A marathon every day for 40 days. Like that's insane. Fuck, I don't even want to comprehend that. What was that guy doing that did the run across Australia? You know, it depends, but he was trying to do 100Ks a day. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, to say that you've done it would be kind of cool. It'd be very cool. Uh, there is no chance I could do it. I think I'd get through a week and then that's me done. But I don't run, so what am I talking about? Yeah, it is a weird thing because running is one of those things where it's like you get better at it as you do huh. it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just jump straight in. But the more you do it, the more your toenails fall out. So yeah, well, like that's what it looks snake like. Right? That everyone's tail. <laughs> fucking face is, everyone's uh, feet are just getting super fucked up and there's no way around it. Yeah, my dad ran a marathon in Bahrain when, uh, just before he turned 40 or just after he turned 40. For his, I think it was for his 40th birthday, potentially. And yeah, his toenails fell out and shit. But Ugh. Bahrain, imagine running in Bahrain. I think it was like fucking 40 degrees and fucking a million percent humidity. It'd be terrible. It is madness. When I went and did that one in Rotto. I was, there was a few things I noticed. I was the only person vaping <laughs> at the beginning of it. And everyone was looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, you guys got to try this shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, people of all shapes and sizes were fully able to run a marathon. Mm. You're just like, oh, okay. It's definitely like a conditioning thing. It's one foot in front of the other. Yeah. But I mean, your body does. At, at a certain kilometer range, your body does start just going, why are we doing this? You're not Forrest Gump. You know cars exist, right? 
But yeah, it's going to get tougher now because it's fucking raining and shit. Yeah. I don't mind running in the rain though. You kind of fucking feel like you're battling the elements. You just got to listen to some like rocky soundtrack or something. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a lot of like Poison the Well and Hatebreed and shit. Just someone yelling at you. Now is the time for me to rise. It's like, yes. <laughs> Running a fucking seven-minute seven, seven minute fucking <laughs> Nike, emailers. For real. Let's go. Oh, man. Um, Patreon's fucking chilling. We, I think we lost a couple. Yeah. We've had some deaths. Who was it? Someone was asking something the other day on the Patreon. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I don't check it enough. Yeah, we do need to get more onto that. Do we have any buzz topics? Do we have anything fucking... We can do another 20 minutes. I think yeah. we've only just cracked an hour. Yeah. And I think we started at about the 10-minute mark. No, I checked my watch. We started oh. at uh, 10 two. I'm quite sure. Um, buzz topics. There's fuck all happening, really. On the yeah, earth. world. You need to do more, world. Yeah, do more. Um, Coachella's on. Who's playing Coachella? Fuck knows. Let's have a look. Chris D'Elia did a funny uh, conversation about it, basically saying, like, it seems like the whitest names they've, he's ever seen on one of the, the lineups. I just knew none of them. Um, Blackpink, I'm pretty sure, is like a K-pop thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they're sick. So they're at the top on this. Bad Bunny, who is South American, I think. Yeah, fuck, I've not heard of so many of these. And douchebags wearing stupid outfits. God. It'd be cool. I reckon it'd be nice to be there. Nah. I'm not go I would never go just out of um spite. And if there's one thing I'm good at, Scott, it's not doing things out of spite. Oh, Frank Ocean said Lonely Day 3. Oh, yeah? That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, Bad Bunny and Blackpink, I don't know either of their songs. I've heard of them, though. Oh, so it's over two weekends as well. Yeah, well, it's the same lineup. Oh. So they do two weekends of it. It's three days over two weekends. Right. Bad Bunny, Gorillas, Chemical Brothers. Yeah, I mean, it's not amazing. It used to be pretty massive. I mean, Calvin Harris is there. I don't know he's, what day he's playing. It's just returning to the desert. Fuck me. Fish is high on that lineup, eh? Frank Ocean, Bjork, Kaliuchis, Porter Robinson, Fisher. Well, it's in um, alphabetic order. Nope. It's not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was looking at the um. Yeah, that's, the, the main lineup. That's the is. one that I'm looking at. No, it's oh not. no, it's not. I think yeah. it maybe goes. I thought to they that. used to do that. Maybe I'm tripping. Well, no, they wouldn't because they got fucking yeah massive names. I'm a dick. It don't don't listen to me. Yeah, I'm losing touch with all this shit for real. Yeah, man. Well, I also just don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Coachella's not a vibe. This one's going to require a lot of editing. Oh. 
How's I've been um I did a little experiment recently because I found that social media was making me a bit negative. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, man, the world's just full of fuckheads, da da da. I have been purposefully like like I always get fed a lot of cats, but I don't interact with it too much. The last week I literally was like, every time I see a cat, I'm just gonna like it and see what happens. Almost my like my feed, not the explore page, like my feed is almost all funny cute cats and my life is a little bit better for it because I wake up in the morning and look and I'm like, hey, the world's quite a good place. Yeah. It was pretty good. It's a good strategy. Yeah, it is. And then I think you've gone the opposite route and you're watching fucking <laughs> telegrams of Ukraine deaths. Bruh. Yeah, you sent me one and I did not watch it. Oh, no, I didn't send it to you. I just sent a screenshot of the fact that I had it. Oh, right. So you, you didn't even go anywhere near the picture. <laughs> no, I don't want to fucking know. Yeah, it was- um, unless, I, unless there's cats. The problem is it's they write it in Russian, so I don't know what the video is going to be. I think generally if you're on one of those Telegram chats, they're not going to be good. <laughs> no, it's true. And I'm there for that reason. Yeah. But yeah, he had the guy, it was a Ukrainian guy, like handcuffed behind his back and on the floor and he just fucking grabbed him by the hair and just starts hacking off his fucking head. Oh, dude. I'm like, this shit's happening, man. And I saw another one today and they were like sticky taping their face so that they couldn't breathe. So they just covered in sticky tape and then they suffocate. Oh, it's so grim, dude. It's like prisoners of war, man. Shouldn't there, isn't there like some fucking war, war crime shit going on? Yeah, well, I think that's kind of a given. It's kind of the thing that fucking happens, right? It sucks. But I think it's one of those things you can't, we can't do anything about it. Like, personally, we can't do anything about it. So it's like, I'd rather not watch it. Like, I know the horrible shit goes on in the world. I think I was watching like some lad Bible thing a while ago about the people that watch. Um, there, there was like teams at YouTube that had to review videos that have been reported. Mm and they were just like there was no mental health plan in place for them or anything and these people just started fucking necking themselves because they were just watching like the grimmest shit shit. yeah and they were just like it just fucks your life up i think if you get exposed to really horrible shit all the time you're just going to think that the world is that way Mm. which is hence why i like a lot of cats and then my worldview is getting better speaking of war there is a really good documentary called the war photographer on i think it's on youtube it's about a guy called something Natchway. It's like N-A-T-C-H-W-E-Y, I think, for anyone that wants to have a look. Um, really prolific war photographer and talks about his process and how he prepares to go over there, what he takes with him and how he approaches it. Really interesting. Yeah, it'd be fucking pretty scary, man, especially going to the Middle East and stuff. Terrifying, where get, yeah. Get caught, caught up in shit. I watched an interesting documentary this week on the um, – on the Boston Marathon Bombers. Do you seen that on no. Netflix? It's just come out on Netflix. It's fucking really good. Um, it's really, when you watch the whole thing, it's crazy how dumb the police are. Like they were, I remember that happening because it happened, I, th- I think it was like 15 years ago now, maybe 10 years ago. And it was two brothers. And um, yeah, they they were actually from, where they were, they were from Chechnya, I think, but they moved to America and that, and it hadn't really worked out for the family. And the dude, the main dude was a boxer and he was, he was good enough to compete. He was going to compete in the Olympics, but they changed the rules um, where you couldn't, 
compete for America unless you were born, unless you were like a full naturalized person, even though they had like refugee status. And after that, he just got disenfranchised with America completely, got more into um, extremist sort of things. And the FBI had actually been watching him for a while. And then, yeah, he they created these bombs, him and his little brother, and they blew up the Boston Marathon. And saying how they caught them, and it's interesting how they caught them because it was all just digital technology, so they were just watching all this different footage. Um, but, yeah, their photos leaked. Someone leaked their photos. The FBI were trying to kind of keep a lid on it and track them. And when they leaked the photos, they, yeah, they killed like a cop. Um, just went up to him in his car and shot him. They found one in a boat. Was that the Boston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty nuts, man. Because they they hijack a car, and then the guy that they hijack the car from managed to escape at a servo and call the police and be like, "Yo, this is the this is the um, Boston Marathon bombers." They instead of letting the police know in that area, which was called Watertown, they said, "Oh, you know, there's a." There's a carjacking. We know the suspects are armed, but they didn't tell them it was the Boston Marathon bombers. So these normal cops were just down there. One of them finds the car, pulls them over, and it's just these two guys just start shooting at them. And um, it ends up with so many cops because they'd killed a cop already. And as soon as the, it went over the radio, all these cops come and they just start shooting. Like they, they reckon they shot like 300 bullets. These things, they're hitting houses. It was like in a, it was crazy. It was just like dumbass cops just being like, Ooh, hmm. shooting everything. And these guys started throwing fucking bombs, like um, pressure cooker bombs at the cars and stuff. It was nuts. Wow. And one of the brothers gets shot um, seven times. He was in like a straight, like as far away as me and you are, shooting this cop and this cop was shooting him. And it was like Pulp Fiction. Like the dude just missed everything and the cop shot him a bunch of times. And then he ran out of bullets and he just charged at the police and they tackled him but they were all so set on the dude that was charging at the police they completely forgot about his brother and he just jumps in the car and he goes to mow down the cops that are like handcuffing his brother they all jump out of the way and he just runs his brother over <laughs> kills him um, and then there's a full fucking he gets away like there's so many cops and he gets away and there's this whole manhunt for him they can't find him anywhere it turns out he was in a boat for like four days mm. And this guy calls up and he's like, yo, there's a boat outside my house, like my boat. And I've seen there's blood on the side of it and stuff. So the call goes out over the radio. Everyone, because it's cops have been killed and stuff and there's like FBI involved and everything. This police chief goes to check it out. He sees, he's like, yeah, this this kid's definitely in here. And then it goes, he calls for backup because he's like, he's been throwing bombs at cops and stuff. You know what's going on? They've been really quiet. The police just start arriving, like every cop from every jurisdiction. They end up with like a hundred cops there and they're all surrounding the boat and they're like, well, what do we do now? And one cop just starts shooting the boat and they, they're like, like hear gunfire. So they, they shoot the boat like a couple of hundred times <laughs> and the cops just like, yo, fucking hold your fire. And no one knows who's in charge. Yeah. There's bullets going through houses. They haven't like, even confirmed he's in there. Yeah. It's nuts. Anyway, that goes on for hours and hours. Then they're like, all right, cool. We're going to fucking throw a flashbang in there, but there's petrol in the boat. So that's probably, we need to get a fire engine here because it's probably going to blow the boat up. Just the most boneheaded shit. Anyway, the kid ended, they end up fucking getting him out in the end. But 
yeah, they, they shoot the boat so many times and all these houses have like broken windows and a kid nearly gets shot in the head by one of the cops. One of the cops gets, I think a cop got critically injured and friendly fire. It was just a bunch of rednecks shooting a fucking boat. But for, for the documentary, they go into all this stuff, but they don't really go into why they did it. Like they go into why the, the older brother did it, but the younger brother got a death sentence and he's still on death row now. Still? Yeah. But they did. I thought they were going to go into it because I knew a little bit about the case. They put him on the cover of the fucking Rolling Stone, eh? The younger guy. Mm. And like kind of made him a bit of a a star. And I thought they were going to go into that stuff, but they don't. They're just kind of like, Boston's strong. They're still doing the marathon. It's like, <laughs> the fuck? Can we get some sort of fucking info as to what was going on here? Yeah. And they're just like interviewing his friends and stuff. And they're like, yeah, he was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird, man. They never give too much information on all those things. It's just like something that happens and you're like, oh, it's an atrocity. Mm. But it's pretty fortunate. Like only three people died and then the cop was four. They set off two bombs in fucking major places. A lot of people got injured like pretty badly. I think people lost legs and stuff. That's crazy. What a way to do it as well. The fucking, it's so dark they did it at the end of the marathon. Yeah, I know. It's just like you've just run a marathon and then you get blown up. <laughs> fucking hell. You assholes. Yeah, pretty fucking evil. There was some um, shit popped off in Japan, actually, I saw yesterday. Um, you, do you remember Shinzo Abe? He got assassinated? No, I don't know about this. Well, the last prime minister got assassinated. Really? Yeah, he was campaigning for re-election, and um, some guy came out of the crowd with a homemade gun and shot him, and he died. Fuck. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, actually, I do remember something about that. I want to say after I came back from Japan, so mm. in the last three years- yeah, definitely in the last three years. Uh, and the new guy that got elected, I think, or one of the other running people that's running for election. No, I think it's a current one. Um, someone like threw a, turned out to be a smoke bomb, but like just lobbed one from the crowd and it's like exploded and all this smoke's gone off and they fucking had to hustle them out. And I think it's caused like a massive restructuring, um, like how Japan allows these people to go out and campaign and, the way that they press the flesh, so to speak. Um, it's pretty nuts, eh? Because you think about it, it's like people have been, leaders have been assassinated throughout history. And we think that like America is so divided and like all this stuff that's going on over there, we're like, it's crazy. But in Japan, they're actually killing the head of, like there's there's obviously some wild shit going on. Yeah. And you don't think of Japan as a place like that. No, no. Japan... The thing is, Japan is a place like that. Yeah, is it a hardline political system where it's not like- so much like political, but you've got you have got fucking nutcases there. But I think they they put out this like outward view of themselves that is very straight laced and um, the whole saving face thing, respected and uh, respectable, and you know all that sort of shit. But when I, there is some there is some weirdness over there. Um, I was trying to think about, uh, I don't think I brought it up on here, but maybe I did the Japanese cannibal. Did I speak about him on here? No. Oh, sick. Okay. I'm just going to read. I've just written fucking cannibal cannibal into my fucking Google search. Japanese cannibal. So, there was a Japanese guy. I just wanted to get his name. Yeah, here we go. Issei Saga Sagawa. He um, was born in 1949. So, he's dead now. Uh, only just, but he is dead. He always knew that he was like a weird kid 
um, kind of Dharma-esque. And he ended up doing, he'd always fantasized about like eating a person, a female, a white female. He used to like daydream about it and shit. He'd see like foreign women in Japan and like think about how delicious they'd taste. Ended up doing an exchange program in Paris. And uh, he kind of had this crush on this Belgian girl. Uh, I think she was Belgian uh, or something similar. I don't think she was French. I'm pretty sure Belgian uh, or German. But they had uh, they had class together and he asked her to come back to his house so that they could do some project together. And while she was there, he pulled out a gun and came up behind her and shot her in the head and killed her and then took her apart um, with a knife and, like, refrigerated and froze a bunch of her body parts and and ate a lot of it. Picked her up. Yeah. Apparently, he was just, like, taking bites out of, like, different parts of her, not even, like, cooked, just, like, like he took a chunk out of her ass. But he was like, oh, no, it was, like, kind of, like, fatty and... It didn't taste like I expected, so, like, I was trying different things. But he was very open about, like, what he'd done. Was that his only victim? So, he, um, yeah, I believe, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe it was. So, he realizes that he needs to get rid of the rest of the body. So, he cuts it up and puts it into a suitcase and goes down to this lake in Paris and tries to covertly dump this bag. Someone spots him, calls the police. They come down, they find the suitcase, arrest him, open it up, realizes a fucking cut-up dead woman in there, and arrest him, send him to jail. Now, France is up in arms. Some Japanese fuckers over here killing our women and eating them. They didn't want to house him in France because they're like, we're not fucking paying money to keep this piece of shit in our country. He can be deported back to Japan. So they deport him back to Japan and through some weird legal loophole, he essentially claimed like crazy insanity. Um, They put him in a mental hospital for like three years when he got back to Japan and then eventually released him. And then he wrote, like, books. He wrote manga, like, art and shit about, like, being a cannibal. He would famously talk about how, like, French women would taste, like, buttery. And uh, he made a lot of money writing these books and doing art and selling selling the art. And he lived free, a free man, until he was, like, in his 70s in Japan, just cruising around, everyone knowing full well that this man had killed and eaten a French woman. What the hell? Yes. And he, like, had this fetish for porn stars, so he would film, like, snuff porn with porn stars where he would, like, pretend to kill them and eat them. That's dark as it gets. There's a Vice documentary on it on YouTube called The Japanese Cannibal, if anyone's interested. Man, imagine being like, how would you be the family of that woman just being like, yo, that guy's still free? Still free. He served a total of three years in jail, I'm pretty sure, for for the whole thing. It's quite the quite the meal. And he's he's done like a lot of interviews. It's so dark when you see, but everyone goes down that rabbit hole of like interviews with murderers and stuff on thing. It's so fucking weird. Well, I think we all want to get a little bit of insight into what makes them tick. I wonder why. 
Maybe it feels like it's for entertainment value, but it's possibly, not. Possibly. Possibly a little bit of curiosity. Also, maybe to be able to potentially recognize the signs if we ever came across it ourselves. It's weird because I never think about, like, as, as much as you're exposed to that stuff, I never, I'm like, oh, I hope I don't get murdered. Like, it doesn't seem like something that happens, but it obviously does. Yeah. I don't think there's any real threat of us getting murdered. Oh, you'd be so over happened. it, though. Imagine if someone that you knew or cared about got murdered, you'd just be like, fuck, this isn't entertainment. This is my life. And to be able to be like, he did it. He definitely did it. <laughs> you know, like- yeah. I had a friend back in the day that his mum was a, a hairdresser and her ex-partner just came into the salon on, on, in South Perth and just stabbed her to death in front of everyone. Fucking hell. Yeah. Wild. That is nuts. Some people just snap. Yeah. I suppose it just doesn't it, it doesn't happen often, right? I think I, I have heard that the majority of that sort of stuff is like always the partner or yeah something like that. The one thing I've known from watching just grim things on YouTube is that people are not smart. No one's really fucking even that guy that I spoke about on here that um the Ohio State murders mm. guy. He was like studying criminology. Apparently, had a super high IQ. And he still, like, left the sheath of the knife there. As it turns out, that they reckon that he's legit serial killer status. Like, they reckon that they're looking into cases all around other places that he mm. lived. And there's, like, unsolved things that are really similar. There's another weird one that's just happened in Adelaide, too. Um, the kid is 18 or 19. I'm pretty sure he's out of school. He's either 17 and still in school or he's 18 or 19, like just out. Went to like a nice all-boys school or like a really good college or whatever. And apparently the neighbor has like – they've him and his dad have caught this neighbor in their shed and in the shed they've been growing wheat. And uh, they found this guy in there, confronted him, ended up like – binding his arms, I think, like tying him up. And then the kids held a torch on his head and the dad's come and shot him four times in the head, murdered him there and then. Then the kid and the son have gone and fucking buried him in like some makeshift hole and they found him. And the kid's been arrested, dad's been arrested. Imagine being 18 or something and you've gone to jail as an accomplice to your father having committed fucking cold-blooded murder. People are fucking weird, dude. Yeah. I wonder what happens in that time where you're just like, all right, we've got this guy for growing weed. You'd you'd be like, yeah, it's just weed, chill. Well, no, the kid and the dad were growing the weed and I think the guy was in the shed trying to steal it. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, they've caught him thieving. But you can imagine, beat the shit out of that guy and then send him home. You don't murder the dude. See, this is the risk I take every time I go to IGA and steal some kitty litter. (laughs) (laughs) The dude from the deli counter comes out with a big knife. I'll be like, call the police. He goes, no. (laughs) Not today, Scott. (laughs) Not how it happens. You'll be in a fucking storeroom behind IGA. You're getting sliced up into thin ham slices. Yeah, you you got to check those specials. Exactly. Got to call back to the cannibal. (laughs) All right. I think we're done. That was a motley, a motley podcast. Yeah, uh, well, guest you know, you next to, week. You get to hear our voices. Thanks to everyone buying merch. Um, and uh, yeah, we still might look at doing a party maybe in June when I'm drinking again. If I, I mean, I'm drinking. I don't yeah. Know. I wonder if we could do, could we do like a live podcast? I don't know. It would be one of those things that would either work or it would. That would be work. pretty funny. Yeah. We, we could just fill this place with like a small guest list of uh, of patrons, obviously, first. Those that want to come, drink, 
jump well, we in. We do it. Like I was thinking we could do comedy lounge or something like that and like have, because surely we could get a couple of hundred people. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And then it would be like, what do you talk about? You just take fucking things. I'll, I'll watch some online. That would be fun. It would be funny. And we could just have guests. Yeah. For like 10 minutes. From the crowd. At a time, yeah. And then just fucking sink or swim. <laughs> I like that idea. Let's flash that out some more. Yeah, let's, for sure. Let's be lackadaisical about it. Throw some, uh, yeah, throw, <laughs> throw some fucking suggestions in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, much love to everyone. I'll be back with Dexys next week. Peace out.